Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, guys. Good day. Yesterday, we had the biggest game of the season, the Champions League final. I'm about to continue this podcast now, and I realize I haven't introduced myself I mean, what's the point though? I guess you all know me. I heard the other day I was famous, so I just want to like go on that. So anyone who's listening to this voice should be like, oh, I know this voice, you know? Um. Anyway, so back to back to football and know my voice. Although in this moment, as a Liverpool fan, I would love to discuss the intricacies of my voice, honestly. <laughs> mm. So I just want to analyze the game, honestly, from my perspective and just say um, my opinions, you know, the way the game went. What happened in the game? I think it was all uh, clear for everyone to see. First of all, uh, there's one thing. That's the first fact in all of this. Real Madrid are champions. They won the game because they put more balls in the back of the net than Liverpool did. And uh, factually, from a football standpoint, that this is facts. This is what you need to do to win every game of football. It's quite simple, you know. When you ask, oh, what do we need to do to win a game? It just goes simple, man. Put the ball in the back of the net more times than your opponents and you win every game of football. And uh, yeah, Real Madrid did that, you know. So now, back to uh, analysing the game. Yeah, it was it was, it was was quite expected the way the game went, honestly. It's, it's no surprises at all. Uh, like my, my opinion before the game, my opinion now hasn't changed. Like it went exactly the way I thought it would. Uh, I thought Liverpool, of course, would totally outcreate Real Madrid. And the big question, the big question has always been, uh, can you put your chances away? Uh, that's the big question, you know, because Real Madrid have been unrealistically clinical in the Champions League this season in the knockout phases. The only game they didn't uh, maintain such heights, such clinical heights, was against Manchester City in the second leg at the Santiago Bernabeu. But all other games, from the Etihad game to the games at Stamford Bridge and Bernabeu, uh, to the games at uh, Parc de Prince and um, Bernabeu, they were just extremely clinical in all these games of football. Like, you know, it's just like they score with the chance they get. And uh, the Champions League final, of course, 
was no different. The way they played is the way they've expected them to play. And kudos to Liverpool. I have to say from a Liverpool perspective, honestly, as a Liverpool fan, of course, it hurts. Like, it hurts crazy. It hurts crazy, but... Like, I'm fine a bit because I, I would say I was like, I I knew it could go this way. It was not one of those games where I felt like, yeah, we're 100% going to win. I hoped we did win um, because, as I said, the big comma was always on, on, on being clinical and putting away your chances. You know, it's not the first time I've seen Liverpool play like this. Like, in a game where you see Liverpool score four goals, maybe they rack up 15 shots on target. Generally, they never actually produce the most clinical of performances. They have a couple of times, but it's not really their thing, you know. So when you're playing a side that is extremely clinical in that competition, it's it's quite scary, you know. And and that proved to be the case, you know, they had one shot on target and they scored from that. Uh, but one one thing must be said, and factually, honestly, from my opinion of football, Liverpool played a very good game of football. Some players could have been better, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's you know that there's like after all is done now and you come out on the losing side. And you try to look at, oh, what could I have done better? And you seem to like point fingers and stuff. Like, th- I'm not saying this is invalid. Yeah, some players should have been better and we're going to get to that 100%. But my point is, generally, offensively and defensively, Liverpool played a very good game. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ibu Konate, like they were, they, were, they were just a million situations where if they got wrong, if they didn't get their tackle in, Liverpool would have been in serious serious trouble you understand so especially for Trent actually he produced such a fine defensive performance such a fine defensive performance it has to be said there was a lot of times on the break Real Madrid were looking to outnumber us and they did you know in terms of their runners and then the marker just takes the ball off of the person driving the ball so it was it was an impressive defensive performance again as a coach from club's perspective you know limiting the other team to one shot on target is something you would be proud of, you know, when you play a game of football, no matter the opposition, you know they are going to they're going to have their chance, of course. But, uh, I mean, Liverpool played a perfect game against uh, Brighton three years ago, I remember. Yeah, zero shots on target. Uh, and also, I think zero touches in the opposition box. But this doesn't happen very often. That was an absolutely woeful game uh, for Brighton. Or four years ago, I can't remember now. Yes, it was an absolutely woeful game for Brighton at Anfield. But, like, with that aside, no matter who you play, I mean, even if you're playing, like, a... Uh, League One opposition or League Two opposition uh, in English uh, Championship, they're still going to have their shot on target, you know. So from 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 actually, so that's why I say Liverpool played a really good game. So from a Liverpool perspective, from a club perspective, from a tactical perspective, if you're limiting a team of so many world class players on the pitch and on the bench to one shot on target, that that is, that, like you you will shake hands on that before the game. You know what I'm saying? So like, it hurts to come out on the losing side of this but it is football and it is football and i'm very accepting of this you know some you win some you lose some i mean it's just what it is i mean like for example the, the cup finals we played these were games where those were games where liverpool created so many chances of course chelsea did as well and that's the thing you know so those games could have easily gone anyway this team's created loads and loads of chances i think liverpool just slightly edged chelsea out though but the, my point being that liverpool could easily 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 very easily have been punished for the chances they missed in the cup finals in the Carabao cup final and the very easily because after liverpool created their loads of chances chelsea too had their own fair share in the Carabao cup final of course it's a bit misleading the, the, the actual amount of chances chelsea did get because a couple were actually offside and don't count but made the chances that mount missed and police 
those were even so so Chelsea actually even had in my opinion the clearest chances of that I think the mount chance because he had it was so open he had space and he had time you know so it's like yes this is like you know it's just football you know things happen so as a Liverpool fan you celebrate these victories but you also have to understand that from a Chelsea perspective they know that okay okay Liverpool uh, I mean Liverpool had a lot of chances they missed their chances whatever but it's also that uh, it's also that Liverpool uh, could have been destroyed if we took our chances like you know what I'm saying and one of those games again when you see Liverpool fans will be like They'll feel like, oh, we played better, we created a lot of chances. They're going to um, look at the clips of this guy missing this chance, that guy missing that chance, you know. But that didn't happen to us on the day because, thankfully, and not by Liverpool's own doing, you get me? Thankfully, Chelsea missed their chances, you know, and it got to um, penalty shootout. Liverpool, uh, generally, in the last couple of years, have been uh, very calm and composed and good, generally, in taking uh, penalties during the shootout. So, yeah, they won, you know. It could also have gone differently, you know. I mean, Kepa's penalty was was very um, woeful, Uh the other day, Sadio Mane was meant to win it for Liverpool in the FA Cup final, but he played a very poor penalty, and luckily, uh, Mason Mount missed again, and Liverpool won. So at the end of the day, this is football, you know. This is football. You have to accept as a Chelsea fan, you have to accept. You have to accept that you created chances that could have won the game. Of course, Liverpool created chances, but you created chances that could have won the game, and you didn't take them. You know, it was right there to be had. And if, for example, for Liverpool, for example, imagine if. Uh, if we ended up losing the penalty shootout against Chelsea in the FA Cup and and uh, it's just been like all Manny had to do was score and it would have been ours. You know, I was once Manny missed, I was fearful that, that it, may, it, may, it may go that way, you know, where Chelsea will now turn around and win it, you know. And you just look at it, you go back to the moment where the game was yours, you know. You just have to put the ball back on there. Simple and you win it immediately. Uh, yeah, so back to Real Madrid. It's, it's, that, it's that sort of game. So I feel like that's why I've been able to accept it very easily. It's, it's, it's quite frankly football. There's nothing to be salty about. My team Liverpool played a very perfect game. Very very good game of football, you know. On both ends as well. Because offensively, I have to tell you something. There's been times Liverpool have played in a way where they've been overly expansive. Searching for what they want. Seeking for what they want. Which is a goal, of course. But in this case, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. You know, they played very like a very good style of football. Sometimes I felt like Oh, you know, of course, when you're playing, when you're watching football, you try to like, you like, I mean, you have a decision you want every player to make on the ball, right? And when this player gets the ball, I'm like, try forcing it here, try breaking the lines. But they were quite patient in it, and they still worked it to to, to good areas. Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna I'm going to almost analyze everyone like individually, you know. With that being said, I I, I saw something, uh, and and I quite agree, you know. Uh, Real Madrid centre backs. We're not occupied enough. Like seeing what Bobby Firmino did uh, coming on, you in, this is high entire analysis. Of course, you can ask yourself: Should Bobby Firmino have started to just occupy uh, the defenders, their centre backs a little bit more? It's I mean it's easy to say, but but from 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 Real Madrid's perspective, the man of the moment, Thibaut Courtois, uh, what a performance he produced on such a massive massive stage. And for Liverpool, to be quite honest with you, it was a good team performance. It was a good team performance. That, that like no one can ever take that away uh, from me. And like it doesn't matter that we lost. It was a good team performance, honestly. Like you created chances and you didn't give away chances. For example, compare that to the games against Chelsea at Wembley, where we created loads of chances, but we create, we, we we considered loads of chances as well. And quite frankly, if Chelsea put their clear chances to bed, which every team is meant to do. You know, we will be having another different uh, conversation, you know. So, you know, so that's it. So, 
this time around we created chances and we honestly limited so it's it's a good game of football that Liverpool played honestly that's just facts in my opinion fact they played a good game of football not they didn't overly commit sometimes and sometimes even when they overly committed they actually the willing runners to come back and fill in these spaces and just force Real Madrid back you know and back to the midfield back to the goalkeeper blah 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 like that and yeah it was honestly good but it could have been better I have to say likes of Sadio Mane started well Luis Diaz didn't have his best game Carvajal just had that physical edge over him and yeah I mean although Diaz is pacey but he wasn't pacey enough to just like get past that physical block of Danny Carvajal you know so Carvajal dealt with him properly I, I don't think he got maybe he got the better of Carvajal once but every other um, like he just was bodied away brushed, um, brushed aside and stuff and uh, yeah that was just the story of, of Diaz in that final Sadio Mane started uh, quite sharply the save he he forced Kotoa to make um, where he, he danced a bit in the box and reversed the ball he hit it well honestly it was such a good save I can't lie, it was such a good save. It was such a good save. Such a good save. Uh yeah, and it's just how how quickly he was able to get down for a, a man that uh that tall. Because Tibo is a giant, you know. And it's such a such a good save to tip it onto the onto the post and out. Uh you know, Mosala the first time uh he was his back to go and just flicked it first time. That didn't have a lot of power in it. It didn't, but it was... Of course, he couldn't jump. Like, his body was not on awkward position. But still, it was still a good save because he had to get down so quickly. It was a reflex save that he made with his hands, not even his legs, you know. So, it, it was another impressive save. And But 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 the problem with, with, with the game was that as it went on, Mane, Diaz faded away in terms of the threat they posed, you know. It just looked like for Diaz, for example. I mean, Carvajal, you know, it, it just got to. I, I, I feel it was too. I think it was quite clearly too physical for him. I mean, some fouls were committed that weren't called, but a lot were also not fouls. To be honest, he was just like he just had that physical advantage on Diaz, and Diaz just couldn't. Once he just gets his body half across, Diaz just can't pass through. It's like you know, brick wall there and stuff. For Sadio, he just like he dropped in a pass, but I, like in terms of posing the threat he posed in the first half, in terms of getting the ball just outside the box or on the edge of the box or in spaces in the box and just walking quick feet and, you know, testing the keeper. He couldn't really do much of that. Uh, I have to say, uh, I do not know how Mohamed Salah has come out on the end of most hates from many Liverpool fans. I've been saying this. I don't know why Liverpool fans hate this man. They do. Of course, majority love him, but I don't know why. It's, it's so stupid, to be honest, but I'm not here to talk about the stupidity that belongs in fan bases in terms of supporting and not supporting your own players. That's a whole new topic, to be honest, which doesn't deserve a lot of attention because it's quite silly not to support your players. Um, but even from opposition players and from analysis, people trying to give hot takes on Mo Salah. Mo Salah was the one who was making a difference, you know. Like, I mean, without Mo Salah, we won't be talking about Thibaut Courtois' all-time great performance, you know. So I think on both teams, it's quite clear. On both teams, it's quite clear. It was quite Salah versus Courtois. You know, on Liverpool, Mo Salah was the one who was doing things to make differences. Was who was going past his man, testing Thibaut Courtois, shooting from shooting. Like I mean, the 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 goal, the, not the goal. Sorry, it wasn't a goal, but like the goal against Manchester City, Mo Salah's famous goal. It was quite similar to the other one Thibaut Courtois saved. And my goodness me, I don't know how he saved that. The touch from Mo Salah. And the way he got away from his man, it was just quite exquisite. It was beautiful. 
and the right-footed um, driver from that angle was it was fast it was fast and even though the angle is against Mo he's got he, he put height on it and speed I don't know if you realize how good it was and Courtois came up with a one-hander one-hander his hands were fast enough to one-hand that you know like that was such a magnificent save you know also the curler from outside it was going right in it was going right in the far corner uh yeah the height of that was was favorable for T, for Tibo though uh so like i mean mosala tried like i feel he's 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 one of the players so he's, the, he's a liverpool player in attack and yeah who can come up from that game with his head, head um held up high he was he he gave madrid a, um, questions to answer and for him personally it's quite unfortunate he didn't come out with a goal i think in nine over ten other games he would have come out with two screamers and the world be talking about most of the one they touch and where he got away from the man and the color from outside the but he was he was there he he created chances for trend in the first half with the blue over for sadio like he, he played a good game like honestly in my opinion i can't really ask uh for a lot more of course he just wished that he his his balls went in but he played a very good game and he was a threat all through the game and this is what you want from your big players the midfield the midfielders were who were rushed back in uh, Thiago and Fabinho, I felt they were all right. They did their job, honestly. To be to be, played, to be to be frank, they did their job. They played they played well. They played all right. The defense played well. For the for the Valverde, for the sorry for the Vinicius goal, I have to be very honest with you. I need to watch it back again and again because it seemed like casual defending. If I'm being honest with you, like it just seemed like oh like I had a sneaky feeling in that moment, and then it ended up being a goal, and that's why I didn't even like. I was just I was just I was just like you know you know how Klopp reacts on the touchline here when. Whenever Pope comes in, and he's just like smiling, like I just felt it. You know, it, it, like you know the intensity we had used to defend Madrid in terms of anytime they got into like those sem- semi-dangerous spots, right? The way we were able to always like like we saw people making runs back, that defensive effort that now forces Madrid back, and you know to just try to keep the ball for a bit of the time before Liverpool gets it again, and you know start doing what they do uh it, it just wasn't there it seemed it was quite pedestrian uh no one was quite trying to block it i mean the way van dyke went with his back leg uh personally <laughs> i mean he's very van dyke but i'm also a very good defender I, I defend very very well uh anyone who's played with me uh can't, can't be my witness and I, like that's just that that is more of a lucky stretch i mean that's what you should do in in more desperate attempts to stop the ball, like maybe a shot and you're just not in position and it's just like you're just trying to stretch to be to just like you know hope that the ball comes off you. You know, in that situation, we certainly we certainly uh, could have done better to stop the cross. And it was it was it was lackluster defending in terms of the the, the body language, the movement, like how much they actually put into not letting that ball in. I don't know. Maybe it was just the fact that Madrid hadn't conjured anything up and just thought, oh, okay, this one will go by begging. Uh, and in real time, it also seemed like Vinny might be offside. Like in real time, when I saw a ball, nah, he wasn't. Uh, of course he wasn't because he was checked. I haven't really seen from but I don't like, no, it's not. I don't think it was onside. I'm um, sorry, offside. Uh, I think maybe it was close ball and maybe it was just, it was, it was onside maybe, yeah. By maybe a body power of another Liverpool player, which was maybe far behind. Yeah, and and that and that was it. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of hindsight analysis going on. A lot of, as I said, most Salah, the player who's actually the most brilliant in our team, uh, coming on the end of, uh, of a lot of stick. 
which is just stupid analysis. That game was just purely Mozilla versus Courtois. And as I started this episode, I said uh, you win football games by putting the ball in the back of the net. Real Madrid did that, and you know. And from that point onward, of course, Liverpool still tried and stuff, but it was all about like. Ugh. I mean, Cotter also produced another. The one Jota headed, this is Jota Armani who headed it back to the to the back post for Sad and for Mo Salah, and he he just got the attempt to like try to poke it in, and was again the big uh, Belgian man Thibaut Cotter was there again to uh, to make the stop, you know. So. Uh, he's a world-class player, you know. Arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. Before the game, there was a lot of uh, conversations going on between who is better, uh, Alisson or Thibaut Courtois. It was also one thing I didn't get into because honestly, they are both uh, very fantastic goalkeepers. And um, like the thing is, on a stage like this, when Thibaut Courtois produces this kind of performance, the whole world will be like best goalkeeper in the world. And I'm not going to refute that claim. I'm not going to argue with that because it's good enough to be called that. You know, there's a lot of arguments in football in terms of all oh, this is that but to be frank Thibaut Kota is good enough to be called the best goalkeeper in the world so if anyone feels he is even maybe he isn't you know maybe factually if like we'll go really into it, maybe he's factually isn't the best goalkeeper in the world or maybe he is but my point is he is good enough so I can't be asked to to get involved in those in those debates as to who is who's better and for Alison Becker I mean what could he really do he wasn't he wasn't tested all game all game long, he had nothing to do. So, I mean, it's, it, it wasn't really a, a Courtois versus Alisson showing, to be fair, because Alisson didn't really have anything to do. It was more of Salah versus Courtois, and Courtois came out on top of that, and that is why Real Madrid are champions of Europe for the 14th time. I have to say congratulations to them. As a Liverpool fan as well, from, from, a, from, a, from a Real Madrid perspective, it was their year. Uh, I tweeted this. I said, uh, like, yes, yes, like, you know... <laughs> After scoring like two goals in one minute against Manchester City, it just seemed like, oh wow. Yeah, like it just seemed like the football gods uh, wanted them to win it. You know, uh, I don't know if you believe in football gods, but I mean, it's, it might not be an actual thing, but it's just like, like things were just like, it, like you know, it just had that, it just had that look in them, you know. And, and it just happened, it's happened in, in favour of, of Liverpool as well, you know. We've pulled off a lot of crazy, crazy, co- I mean... For example, the Origi goal against uh, um, against Everton, you know, when we're still trying to uh, pull away in the Premier League tie to race, man, that pressure and stuff. And uh, yeah, trying to create some suppression with the rest of the league. It was an absolute gift. You know? It was one of those things where Van Dijk skied the ball. <laughs> Terrible shot. I was watching a pub and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. That will be about that. And next thing, and it's like, Origi, what? You know, what just happened? And it was one of those moments uh, uh, for Real Madrid against Manchester City. I was like, "What?" I don't think I was I was speaking proper English, and I was tweeting. I don't think I was I was constructing words properly. I was just like, "Because it is absolutely mental." And uh, what went on there? And from that moment, I just really feared. So from, I mean, from a very, 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 very tactical perspective, uh, in terms of I, 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 I knew Real Madrid will be the easier game, and it was, to be honest, like. It wasn't a very difficult game for like for the Real Madrid players and for the Liverpool players. It wasn't a very difficult players for difficult game for the Real Madrid players. If it went differently, honestly, the analysis would be quite different in terms of maybe Real Madrid fans saying this player wasn't good enough. Because I mean, as I said, likes of Mosala was able to complete his his actions and make really good attempts on goal. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, why did he get past this player this easily? Or was he able to cut in this? Easy? You know, this would be the things that people would have been analyzing. 
But I mean, Real Madrid didn't. Real Madrid outfield players didn't stop him, but the goalkeeper did. So at the end of the day, he looked like so. So I mean, so it now seemed like oh, we didn't have to stop him because Courtois did that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, and for so for, for so for Real Madrid, it was one of those games where I mean, Courtois worked, but. It would be wrong for me to say the outfield players didn't have to work. That's it. Like they did have to work, as I said. And as I said, if 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 indeed Liverpool put away their chances, we'll be talking about something very different. But from Liverpool's perspective as well, I mean, you have a game where you generally uh, have the ball in the opposition's half and you limit the opposition to just one shot on goal. You know, so it wasn't the most difficult. And so as expected, Manchester City would have caused Liverpool a lot more trouble. But with that being said, Ederson is not Ederson is not uh, a shortstopper on the level of Thibaut Courtois. Uh, so apart from Courtois' dip in form, he never really has been. You know, uh, let's not forget times like 2014 and so where Courtois was, he was, you know, he's been he's been good for long right now. You know, he had a dip in form like for once, season you know, one and one and a half. Okay, he had a dip in form at Chelsea and also at Madrid. But apart from that, he's been he's been good for almost like eight years or something like that. So top goalkeeper of this generation and maybe even possibly all time we'll see uh, when he retires and what he does achieve uh, then so you know it was uh, <laughs> it was one of those ones honestly it was one of those ones where Tibor did what he had to do he worked the hardest in that game and you know sometimes it's, it's been Benzema it's, it's a team you know and it's, and it's allowed you know but from Liverpool's perspective, limiting uh, them to one shot it was also an easy game. For Manchester City, Manchester City would have had, as I said, a lot of chances. And uh, Liverpool would have had more chances. And, and uh, most of them would have had a brace. At least. Saturday morning one as well. Like, Ederson is... I mean, people talk about Ederson's footwork and stuff like that. And also kind of visit to undermine his shot-stopping abilities. I know he, he has a mistake or two in him. and he's, But he's, he's not a bad shot-stopper, actually. He isn't. It's, it's, it's like it's not true. Ederson is a good shot stopper, to be honest. But probably not on the level of other like Allison. It's not on the level of Allison and shot stopping. Also not on the, on the level of Courtois or Yano Black, you know. But he is a good shot stopper. But I believe yes, Mosala would have hundred percent had a brace, banging, banging, you know. So at the same time, I I don't know who I wanted to face because I knew facing Man City would be like, oh, they will create more chance. They will create chances. Allison will be called into action, hundred percent, you know. Maybe Allison will even be the one to win us the game or something. Uh, but uh, on the other end, we'll have chances. We still had chances today, though, but it's just like you're not facing Courtois, you're facing Ederson. And as I said, I feel like Mosala would have had a brace and Sadio would have had one. Honestly, I feel so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that was that. So from purely football perspectives, you want to play Real Madrid because, you know, like, as I said, and you will limit them to little to nothing, which we did. Uh, but also, I was scared of Real Madrid and what was going on. It just seemed like the universe was moving in their way, you know, scoring two goals in one minute and everything they've done in the Champions League this season to to get to this point, you know, it just seemed like when when you play teams that constantly outcreate you and you just get your chances to score, get your chances to score, which is very good. But at the same time, for example, for the likes of Benzema and Vinicius, who've done most of the scoring uh, so far this season for, for Real Madrid, uh, they've done their job extremely well. Extreme. Those guys deserve a lot of credit because I tell you, even if they were a bit this, if they were just a little less clinical, they would still have had absolute belters of the season, absolute world class season. But that may not have gotten Real Madrid the success they have got this season. So, so they maintained 
on realistic levels of, 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 I don't know, clinicalness or whatever it's called. You know, they were clinical to an absolutely unrealistic level. And they, they rarely ever drop that level, especially in the Champions League this season, you know. And you're allowed to. You're allowed to because that's every... Like, I mean, just go on. Even they, they themselves. Look at their numbers usually. Like, the best goal scorers in the world miss the most big chances in the world. It's, it's just the amount of number of football. It's, not, it's nothing you should cry about, you know. So even if they were just a little bit less clinical, you may not have done the job. So for those players, they deserve... Vinicius Junior Benzema, they just deserve a lot of praise for the way... They, they, they went about this campaign honestly for Real Madrid and yeah that's it this, this place is a lot of praise you know and that is why they were able as I said so even if they were just they, they, they couldn't have won any game any of these games if these guys were just like if these guys were like you know how you have world class players who are very good who are very clinical but also miss a lot of chances these are them as well it's, it's normal you know Vinicius Benzema they miss a lot of chances but it's about in these very, very key games in the Champions League this season, they just didn't do that, you know. And if they did that, it is allowed because this is this is football. It's allowed for him to miss one and score two, you know. But that may not have been enough against Paris, you know what I'm saying. So that's the game I'm saying. So if, if Benzema scored two and like fantastic performance, you know, fantastic performance. But the one he missed might have proven to be the difference between going through and not going through. You understand? So it's, it's, it's just that simple. So, so they didn't have to be this good. And if anything short, anything short could just have lost them these games, honestly. And for the other teams they took off from Paris to Man City to Chelsea to Liverpool, they will be and they will feel how dumb by They'll feel like, oh my goodness, we're all over them. Blah, 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 blah. But you forgot to score. We've got to score more goals. Uh, we've got to score more goals, especially Liverpool with nine shots on target and zero goals. That's not a good number. I mean, we don't know the way we can. Maybe if if they did score one, maybe go to extra time or penalties. Maybe Madrid still come out on top of the game. You know, maybe they still win the penalties or whatever. But from Liverpool's perspective, I know we talk about Courtois, which I've talked about for majority of this uh, episode. But if you're getting nine shots on target and also you have like twenty something shots, so a lot of shots that didn't even go on target. We're meant to be on target, wide open shots, and you, you get this kind of thing. So you're, you're missing, you're missing chances, you're misusing open spaces you have, and it's 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 not from that perspective, it's not good enough. You know, you've you've accumulated massive xG over your three finals, and uh, this is now scored zero goals, and that is just not good enough. I'm not, I'm not. People are saying you have to get no, they are not really much uh, better than than before what you have in Liverpool, but it's just that we just have to bury our chances you know we just have to bury our chances if we did bury our chances to be a different totally different 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 story and i have to say the subs from club yesterday uh his the subs who came on were not particularly good uh Diogo Jota had a few moments i feel he, he won corners he, he he created some kind of pressure you know and fair play but it was pretty average Nabiketa was quite poor he committed stupid fouls in extra time and just allowed Ramadi to really see away that added period without uh without having to, uh, you know, stand deal with a lot of Liverpool pressure, which was the case most of the game, you know. And that would have been the, the time for Liverpool to really mount pressure on them and hopefully, hopefully get a miracle like like Real Madrid had um, have experienced, of course, in the past numerously. Uh, but yeah, he was there. And of course, we don't need to talk about shots. <laughs> it was funny. It's funny. I mean, that was funny. Uh, Bobby Firmino, the first five minutes of coming on was absolutely brilliant. And that's why I said, 
with I don't I don't do her answer analysis it's usually but in her answer analysis now you have to ask yourself hmm but if I'm not starting on, and Diaz coming off because if Diaz came off the bench against tired legs you know I've quite liked his the performances he's come off the bench I'm like oh he should start he should start he deserves to start as well but I, I I've I've kind of preferred his performances off the bench and this is not a knock to his performances when he starts he's also been really good but it just feels like him off the bench you know because more often than not, we are able to do our business, right? So even if Bobby Firmino started and money went well, we will still outcreate Real Madrid and we'll still have the chances and, you know, I don't know, maybe Courtois to be great or whatever, I don't know. But it's like, we'll still have done those things generally. And maybe if it wasn't working, we, we, we seem to be losing our way. Bang, you're sending Diaz against tired legs. And yeah, so all these are high-time analysis. But yeah, the substitutes, especially uh, Nabiketa, wasn't wasn't really wasn't really good at all. Uh, Bobby Firmino, I mean... It was good when he first came on, but he kind of faded away. All in all, the boys can be proud of the season they had. Like both teams, actually, Real Madrid won the two biggest ones that were available to them. Liverpool won, didn't win the two biggest ones, even though they were really close. Kind of um, a bittersweet stuff, but at the end of the day, competing in every game. This is, it was a good season. No one can take that away from Liverpool. Uh, fine margins. I would, I would rate Real Madrid season a 10, a solid 10. I mean, they won the league and they won the, 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 the Champions League. That's a solid 10, you know. And they won the Super Cup as well, even though I don't know if that's counted as a major honor or something. The Spanish Super Cup. But that, that's a major 10. And as for and as for Liverpool, I'll give them a, a 7.5, you know. I mean, we... Trophies are the ultimate prize for going over the line. They missed out on the Premier League by one point. Basically, they missed out on the Premier League and Champions League by both one goal. One goal. So, 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 they did the work. They had a very good season. They did the work. And, and as I said, football is a lot of fine margins. This is where maybe things like luck come into play. Luck always comes into play into football. But when it gets this close, it can, like, just little things could, you know, flip it. Like, you know, just very, very little things, you know. It just took, takes one thing or another. Just little things, you know. For the Premier League, you can say maybe if the, this, this, this decision didn't happen. Also, from this perspective, they might be able to look at one decision that went to Liverpool's round, but like, if that didn't happen. So when it's this close, honestly, it's fine margins, but that doesn't take away that. It doesn't take away from the team that they got themselves there and put themselves in position to win all four titles. And I have to say, what a time to be a Liverpool fan. Next season, we expect more of the same. And probably, like, just, you know, the fine margins, this small look in this tiny, in this tiny moment... Like we we are there again to compete to win the Premier League, the Champions League again. So it's a good time to be a Liverpool fan. I would give them an eight, honestly. Like it's it's not time to be gutted, Liverpool fans. This is a message from me to you. Tana says it's not time to be gutted. It's time to be excited. Last season Liverpool finished third, going into the season, no one really gave Liverpool a chance in terms of winning the Premier League. Everyone was all Chelsea and Man City, and Man City won it. They've quite proven they're the best team in the league. But Liverpool are as good, and yes, and it's just as I said, fine margins, you know. And we've come out on, uh, in the last three years, we've come out on the wrong side of that <laughs> by just one point, you know. But we go again. And yes, as you can see, I'm fine, no tears. So do have a lovely day. Do not forget to like, share, and subscribe. Once more, congratulations, Real Madrid. Uh, I, I know I mentioned this in one of my episodes before. I used to like Real Madrid up until the 2018 final after Ramos elbowed Carlos in the head. That was very dirty. And yeah. So, but congratulations to Real Madrid anyway. Uh, yeah, honestly, at least one positive, one thing I like, I like, I like fairness, right? And 
if Mohamed Salah or Sadio Mane had gone on to... I mean, Salah potentially had a game where he could have really swayed the media in his way. I mean, Courtois didn't have to pull off those magnificent saves, right? Like, if those were if those went in, no one is bashing Courtois. That's the, that's the point I'm trying to make. So, if those went in, I'm like, oh my, I can imagine the whole media, the whole tabloid will be for Mo. And Mo has had an absolute world-class season. The best player in the English Premier League this season, by a mile, quite clearly. But over the course of the season, I think... Because I'm of a, I'm of individual players, individual awards should win, like should be won by you know, like it's not. I mean, Liverpool won the Champions League. That's their trophy for being maybe the best team. You know what I'm saying? But the best player doesn't always have to be on the best team or the team that won the trophy. It's an obsession that's not right. Then you should scrap individual awards. So uh, for Real Madrid, at least now the deserving winner. This isn't Karim Benzema. He's gonna get that. He 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 was the best player. You know and. Of, to be honest, I don't care about it. So if 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 uh, like now, like I know my boys aren't going to win it. I can't I can't be that harsh, you know. Uh, but at least we know 100% Karim Benzema, and and it's something that I think everyone can can very much agree that Karim Benzema was. He should he was consistent all through the season, and he was just he just maintained that level season long. So yeah, he he gets that now 100% in the bag and. I have to say, uh, as a Liverpool fan still, but I have to say, if, for example, if Mo Salah or Sadio Mane won it, more so of Sadio Mane, individually, it, it wasn't deserved, you know, because they were better players, you know. I'll be very happy for him, and of course, I can use it to throw other players and stuff like that, and like, just banter around and like, use it like, you know, oh, Sadio Mane agenda or whatever, just for fun, you know. But factually, he wasn't the best player, you know, Karim Benzema was, and yeah. So that's it. Thank you guys once more. Do not forget to like, share, and subscribe to this fantastic podcast do not keep this to yourself you have to rate it please rate i don't think any of you actually listen to me when you're listening please just go ahead and rate it you know that's what tells other people that yes this this podcast is nice thank you very much bye flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.